Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Yeah, the Angels baseball team might be for sale. Are you going to make a bid? Or Good. They should. Uh, that guy should sell it. He, he stinks as an owner. Artie Moreno? Oh, what a disaster he is. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, I mean they, they, do you know when the last time they won a playoff game? Well, I know they won the World Series in 2002. I was there. Right. right. But that was 20 years ago. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. Last playoff. <laughs> Why, it seemed like yesterday. <laughs> last playoff game was uh, 2009. We were both there. We went to game two, I think. Yes, 2009. The last time they won a playoff game was 2009. 2009. And they have some stars. Yeah. Can you imagine you got Mike Trout for the last 10 years? And Otani. And you have not one playoff win. They only went to one playoff series. Wow. And they got Otani. And they had had a good manager, Joe Madden, too. Yeah, they got rid of him. I know, but I thought he was... One of the worst owners in the whole game. Time to go. Yeah. You know it's all fallout from the FBI probe. Um... There was an FBI the city council from the scandal. Oh, right. That's right. Because he made a deal. He was going to buy the stadium and the parking lots from the city of Anaheim. And there's an FBI investigation. And what was it? The mayor? Yeah, the mayor of Anaheim. The mayor was up. was allegedly up to no good. Hmm. Oh, so maybe that's forcing it. He out. made it like a million dollars in campaign donations to the mayor of Anaheim after the deal was oh, made. So oh, geez. He's running from the scene of the... Well, he bought it for $180 million. The team. He's probably going to sell it for two billion. Oh, what year did he buy it? That's quite an up. Oh three. Oh three. Right after the World Series. Oh, I wish I had done that. <laughs> that sounds like a good investment. That was a good investment. <laughs> no. Every franchise in the world now goes for two billion dollars. Who knew Major League Sports was going to take off like that? <laughs> yeah. The Broncos just went for over four. Seriously, four billion? Yeah, it's a really? part of the Walmart family. I wonder what the Dodgers wow. and Yankees are worth. The, really- the, the Dodgers sold for two billion. Yeah, a little over two. The Angels are now at two billion. So what are the what are the Dodgers now? Eight billion? I mean, gotta be at least. Wow. The Cowboys, those are the teams, right? 
Oh, yeah. the Clippers sold for two billion. Right, and that was even under duress. No, I don't know. All right, uh, we got some bad news. Well, some sad news to start the hour with. Um, we had hoped that the man that we called the mustache would be in some legal trouble. John, who's the mustache? Mike Fuhrer, the city attorney of Los Angeles. Also candidate for mayor. What a candidacy he had. And what a throbbing wiener he is. For a brief shining moment, he was a big guy on stage there at the debates running for mayor of Los Angeles. Uh, He's a weenie. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Well, you know there's been this problem at the Department of Water and Power concerning corruption. And we had this outside lawyer come in and kind of make this deal. There was a lawsuit against LADWP over a billing problem. So they brought in this lawyer from the outside, and he came up with a brilliant idea. I'll find another attorney, and we'll work both sides of the equation. We'll represent the city, and we'll represent the ratepayers in the lawsuit, and then we'll make big fees. Remember all that? And this resulted in corruption charges eventually for the former general manager of the DWP, David E. Wright, a former DWP executive named David Alexander, and then this Paul Paradis, who was the outside attorney who eventually just uh, gave up all the information about the entire bribery scheme. And there were reports that at one of these meetings, because again, this outside attorney, Paul Paradis, he was brought in through the city attorney's office of Los Angeles. So we wondered how high up the chain would this corruption case go? There apparently was a meeting in 2017 Federal prosecutors alleged an illegal bribe was discussed and approved by someone in the city attorney's office. And there was word that it was a pretty high up person. All of this brings us to today's bad news. The feds have announced that Mike Fuhrer is not a target of any ongoing criminal investigation. In no, that's too bad. That's right. Uh, the United States attorney's office for the Central District of California did send a letter saying that we have an ongoing investigation. We do not have an ongoing investigation into your client, city attorney. Uh, how, did he, uh, how did he slither out? That is not elaborated in the, uh, in the stories. But we, there was a lot of rumblings and rumors that this investigation wasn't over. And some wondered, well, well, how high did this go up in the city attorney's office? The knowledge of this. Said, I guess, you know, they, they've got to have evidence beyond a reasonable doubt if they go to trial. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's, oh well, that's too bad. But at least he's out of office. Although I think we're going to get a crazy person to replace him. But uh, oh, you're right. One of these socialist Democrats or <sighs> something like that. <laughs> oh, I think the worst is yet to come. There are so oh, many yes. bad. Uh, the, 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 you're going to learn. You're going to learn about this group called DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. They are extreme progressive, even by progressive standards. These are uh, what? Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez types? No, no, beyond that. Nithya Raman? Yeah, by, uh, Mike Bonin. Mike Bonin? Yeah, a lot and of I them think are... there's two more coming on the city council. I know. That's what I'm saying. They're, yeah, they're, one of them drove out Gil Sadio. You know, there's, 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 these, uh, there's these districts where not many people vote, so they, they've, they've cracked... How to get how to win a campaign in districts where few people vote, either because uh, there's a lot of illegal uh, immigrants that live there, or just the turnout is very low. People just don't care. They don't pay attention. They don't know the way they targeted uh, the district uh, the district attorney. 
in the Gascon race. Same thing. Same kind of people are now targeting these council races. And, and they're going to they're gonna win a couple of seats. Terrible. And they're going to yell and scream really loud to, uh, to just further destroy the city. Oh, well. Yeah, I think the, the Bonin seat, I don't know if that guy that's uh, probably going to win the Bonin seat is one of those Socialist Democrats, but well, he he's acts, not going to change much of like Bonin's policies. Now, Aaron Darling, uh, he's running against Tracy Parks. If you live on the West Side, I think if you're actually listening to our show and you're paying attention, you know you're supposed to vote for uh, Tracy, Tracy Park over Aaron Darling. Uh, I had a story on Aaron Darling that I found a couple of days ago because he's got a really whack job idea. Uh, they had a neighborhood meeting in Venice with Aaron Darling. Again, he's Bonin's protege. Darling talked about using the Penmar Golf Course as a site for homeless housing. Mm. Penmar Course is a public course that a lot of uh, residents in the area use, right? Yeah. You know, these people who can't afford to, to belong to the Brentwood Country Club or the Bel Air Country Club. So you go to a local public course, and they're fun, and they're reasonable. And... Uh, they, uh, uh, a question was raised about a bill that was in the legislature to convert California public golf courses into affordable housing. Oh, that's Christina Garcia's bill. Yeah, and Darling told residents it was an interesting idea and uh, suggested uh, looking at other municipal courses. And the one in his district would be the Penmar course. So th- this, this is what Darling and the Social Democrats of America are going to do. They're going to turn public spaces that people enjoy for recreation and turn it into homeless villages or build homeless housing. Because and it'll this just bring more homeless people. You start giving out nice apartments, especially if they're on the west side and near the beach, any areas like that, there'll be a flood of people showing up. Where's my house? Where's my home? There, there's a guy who posted online. He said, I met with Darling yesterday. This guy is a menace. His ideology and ideas are way out there. He wants to turn Pedmar and other courses into homeless shelters, among all the other crazy stuff he added. And these well, are people who met with him, and this was their reaction walking away. It's like, oh, my God, this guy's out of his mind. All those beautiful public golf courses that people use on the weekend are going to be turned into disgusting public insane asylums. They think that all we have to do is build housing and this homeless problem is over. It's hard to believe. No, that they that's don't the actual want, attitude. They don't want normal people to enjoy life. And then they just get mad. You're a NIMBY. It's, it's like Bonin wanted to turn uh, 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 Will Rogers State Beach and the parking area into homeless village. What he's doing is you normal people don't get to enjoy the beach. You don't get to enjoy playing golf. You don't get to park your car. You don't get to enjoy your local park. All right, right that's because over. his belief is he does not want you to be isolated from the problem. He wants them in your face. I oh, just, you just want. This is what your capitalist society has done. Exactly. So I'm going to put them right in front of you at the beach. The people who play golf and go to the beach are people who have jobs. They make money. They're responsible. And here, it's like Penmar. Look at this. This is this is grass here. We don't like grass. Grass means we got to spend a lot of water to keep it green. That's no good. You're using water. It's got a big parking lot. I can't have this. It's, it is really to destroy the American way of life. We're going to end up... You remember, you ever see old pictures of what Russia was like under the communists? How miserable everybody was? Everybody just trudging along. Everything gray <laughs> and dark and shabby. Everybody living in uh, communist housing apartment buildings. 
because life became very much a grind. It was very sad because there was no excitement about climbing up the ladder and doing oh, yeah, better and getting right. achieving achieving the 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 um, the Lord no, it wipes out individualism and achievement. Right, and that's the goal. We've even found this out in some of the readings we've done on these coops. They don't like the word individual. They don't no. like the word I. We're going to be a solid communist block group together. So we're going to be boring and right. we're going to all have mediocre lives together. Right. So, you know, it, whether it's the socialists in Venezuela, it's the communists in Russia and Eastern Europe, it's the same thing. There's people in miserable. That's why so many of them like came here to America for the freedom. And now what do we got? We, we got an L.A. city government that's going to have more and more of these opp- dark, oppressive, foolish, destructive jerks, really. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Yeah, have you heard about the moist line? It, it's popping back up in three days, right at this very time. Friday at 520 and 550. Leave a message using the iHeartRadio app. You can use the microphone icon to leave a message that way. Or, of course, you can call the toll-free number, one 877 1-877-664-7886. We had mentioned this story briefly on Friday as we were exiting the show. But Reason.com did a bigger version of it, which is worth talking about. Because believe it or not, there appeared to be some school districts left in the state of California that are requiring indoor masking. And one of them is Mountain View Wisman School. It's the Wisman School District. And the story that went viral concerns the parent, who only goes by the first name Sean, and his four-year-old son, who apparently was told he had to leave the school because he was not wearing a mask. In fact, as the video goes on, they did call a police officer to intervene. <laughs> on a four-year-old. silly, but yes. On a maskless four-year-old. And the four-year-old has virtually no chance of catching COVID. No. In fact... <laughs> I mean, even Ellie Unified moved beyond this stupid masking. No, thing. this is this is well. They have a principal named Michelle Williams, and she's the local tyrant, and so she's actually telling the father in the video that uh, the little boy's got to go. Yes, I'm going to have to have him removed from campus if you don't leave at this time. Where do they get these people from? How do you end up being Michelle Williams in your life? You're freaking out over a four-year-old? So uh, the father knew that this would be a problem, so he contacted the school in advance of this fall term starting, which obviously was very recently. He said, I was looking for any kind of accessibility options. The only thing I got back was a cut and paste from the principal. Other school district officials told him that schooling is compulsory in the state starting at age six. Your kid's four. So the answer was, he doesn't need to come. He's not going to mask. He doesn't need to come, so just stay home. Oh, I thought they were all about... Uh... So the father sent him anyway, and he got... got Wait a second. Were they, weren't they all about uh, spending billions of dollars on pre-K? Yes, Pre- it's very important. For, right? the, remember That's the first child. five initiatives? The first five years are so important. But yes. if you're going to show up without a mask, then your first five years aren't that important at all. Our tyranny is more important. Apparently, he was first met by the school resource officer. That's another word for the... For a cop. Who apparently was sympathetic, but realized there's nothing I can do. This is the policy. 
the superintendent, a Yinde Rudolph, put out a statement. This parent worked with an advocacy group outside of Mountain View. You like when they put that outside of Mountain View mm-hmm. to create because our community believes in masking. This had to come from the outside. Yeah, this is what crisis management people do. To create a professional video in order to nationally shame a public servant doing her job while maintaining a safe and orderly school. Yeah. Well, the follow-up's a hoot because it was not, but days after this, the school revoked the policy. Because they got, they got now they, admitting, well, uh, maybe we're not in that high uh, transmission level. Uh, we can uh, relax the rules to uh, we recommend masks. There, there's zero transmission. They were shamed. There's zero transmission level about, uh, among four year olds. There's nothing going on. That's been proven over and over again for over two years. This is insanity. There is zero science, zero common sense. It's, it's emotionally harmful to make little kids walk around in masks all the time. It retards their development. It slows down their ability to read facial cues, cues and, and, and express their feelings and learn language uh, it, it, and, and to read other people's emotions. That's what you need in your first five years is you have to learn how to communicate with other people. Well, if everybody's wearing uh, diapers on their face, you can't do that. The school district put out a message. Oh, the good news is, is as of this afternoon, our local COVID transmission rates have dropped below the high category. Oh, just this afternoon. Yeah. It's Starting like, tomorrow, masking is recommended but not required for students and staff. This is like Barbara Ferrer, right? When That's she, right. She found a way out, yeah. Yeah, when she ran into a blowtorch of uh, public rebellion. It's like, oh, you know, I just looked this morning. Look at that. Rent, uh, the rates just went down. Oh, about an hour ago. All of a sudden, the virus stopped spreading. And... By the way, that's what they put in reason here. They said that people like uh, this school district and Barbara Ferrer never admit that what they're trying to do is ridiculous at this point because it's a largely vaccinated, low risk public. They just say, oh, we moved into a different category. Okay, we don't have to do this. Yeah. And and the rates like in L.A. have been going down ever since. They've been going down ever since she announced her mask mandate. Now, how did that happen without a mask mandate? If most people weren't wearing masks and you never imposed the mandate and then the rate of cases dropped sharply anyway, yeah, how does that work? Oh, I think they found out when you look at the charts, there was no connection. That during mask mandate times, rates still went up. Yeah. Like I said, this thing has a life of its own. It runs hot for like two months. And then everything cools down. It's exactly no. what happened this last round. I heard her today. Oh, my God. It was hysterical. I wish I had the clip. Ferrer, she's rattling off all the stupid variants. BA.5.2.3. I was like, oh, my God. This woman's crazy. <laughs> there are so many variants now. I'm going to name them BA.4.P.V. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> and I like the end of this article in reason. I got to get the guy's name. Given what we know about how COVID works more than 30 months into this pandemic, armed with vaccines, Paxlovid, and an understanding that this virus does not do much harm to our very youngest, many parents might say kid masking is never appropriate. It's it's never appropriate. And it was child abuse to do it to begin with. It is. It's just an element of alarm and control. Oh, this is by Liz Wolf. That was well said. Michelle Williams. That's the principal. Not the actress. Is there an actress named Michelle Williams? Yeah, she was uh, she was with Heath Ledger. Remember Heath Ledger? Right. No, 
He died? Yeah, yeah I heard of him. Yeah. All right. Overdose? I don't know yeah. anybody. Together. Oh, okay. I, I think she's been up for Academy Awards, too. She has. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> you knew who Cardi B was yesterday. That impressed me. <laughs> Cardi uh, B. Yeah, but I don't know any of her songs. I've just seen her name. All right, more coming up. John and Ken showed Fox News got a hold of the dash cam video the night that Paul Pelosi was driving drunk and smashed into another car up in Yountville. We just talked about that last hour. And uh, apparently you can't hear him too well over the noise of the road. But he says he had a glass of champagne before dinner and also a glass of white. But he started drinking at 7 and finished drinking around 8 o'clock. This accident happened a few hours after 10.17 p.m. major collision damage well what had, i'd forgotten is that he uh he had more than that then yeah well he had a 0. 0.082 blood alcohol and the legal limit is 0. 0.08 but they said he slurred his words and he was kind of unsteady on his feet at, because wait, he is but, 80 but isn't he at, at 10 17 and he was done drinking at eight that's what he says yes. then he's and then he, he only had two drinks and he's a glass no, of champagne and a glass of wine that's not the truth that can't be the truth. Who does tell the truth in these? No, I know. That's, stories. You know that's, that's probably four. I drinks. hardly got anything to drink, officer. No, if you if you're still wobbly, uh, two hours and fifteen minutes after uh, your last drink, your last drink, and you're claiming you only had two, you had four. Yeah, I think that's. I had forgotten too. He handed them oh. his driver's license and one of those eleven ninety nine foundation cards. It's oh, a that's... California Highway Patrol charity that supports officers and provides scholarships for oh. their children. So he tried to grease his way out of he the ticket. To... Like, did, did he... I don't think he said, do you know who I am? Also... I'm Nancy's husband. How dare you? <laughs> Let me go immediately. I'm a Pelosi. Yes. I'm one of the chosen. Also, what size was the glass of wine? Because I, I noticed some restaurants, maybe they've been doing this a while, but I've just noticed it the last couple of years. Some restaurants offer you a six-ounce glass or a nine-ounce glass. Okay. Well, an nine-ounce glass is one glass of wine, but it's really one and a half. So if you have two nine ounces, you really have three glasses of wine. Oh. Wow. Oh. Which could be what? why he was wobbly. Wobbly. <laughs> All right. Uh, another story making news this afternoon. It looks like we're going to find out probably this week whether or not the taxpayers of Los Angeles County are on the hook for millions in this civil rights lawsuit over the photos taken by the first responders at the helicopter crash site that killed Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna and seven other people back in early 2020. They're in closing arguments now. In fact, I heard the judge said, let's move along here. The defense was plodding along and then... Well, because, now, I mean, everybody knows what happened. I don't think there's a dispute about the facts here. No, it's, in fact, it's whether she was actually damaged, which is a really subjective question. A deputy did get on the stand and admitted he showed graphic images from the scene while at a bar. Another deputy said he shared photos while playing a video game. And a deputy sent dozens of photos to someone he didn't know. And a fire official showed images to other people during an award ceremony I, cocktail hour. See, do you so that's not in dispute. Do you give these families tax money again? I'm, I'm representing the taxpayers here. We didn't do any of this. You want to discipline, find the sheriffs, sheriff's deputies? Yes, that's that that that's a good idea. But I, you know, I, we're all sitting at home uh, when this happened, and we weren't, we didn't 
take the photos. We didn't distribute the photos. We didn't see the photos. But now there's somebody knocking on the door and say, saying, give me money. That's, 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 a, that's a terrible system we have. The taxpayers what? have to pay for this. Well, I heard something interesting. There apparently was a disagreement between two of the officials who testified, and I think they were both with the sheriff's department, one pretty much saying, and I think it was Villanueva's policy, that the photos of the crash scene should only be taken by, you know, the coroner's office and people who are assigned to take official photos for the sheriff's department. But the other witness, and I don't have his name, I just heard this news story this morning, he disagreed with that, saying in practicality, we do say that first responders on the scene can take photos. But that's what opened the door for this. That's what they're going to have to clamp down on and change. I see. The so final it... witness was an assistant. Well, he was then the assistant county fire chief, Dennis Brashears. And he said, while site photography can have a general purpose, the close-up photos taken by this Captain Brian Jordan and shared with some members of the department, that there was no purpose for that. I, I, I understand it could, it could have been a crime scene. You never know, right? Helicopter exactly crashes. Exactly right. It could have been, could have been a crime sabotage. Scene. Right. right. And it's the way they take photos of accidents. You know, there's there's going to be, uh, for legal reasons, lawsuits. They're going to try to, they're going to want to recreate what happened. And one of the details is like, all right, how far were the bodies thrown here? What was the, what, in what way did the helicopter bust into pieces? Right. So that, that's all technical information. Which you need, which you need photos for. I, I'm not surprised they took the photos. I, I would think, for those reasons, you'd have to. But it's the knuckleheads going to the bar and passing them around. And that's why I'm saying those sheriff's deputies ought to be disciplined by the sheriff, by Villanueva, or, or by the county supervisors. I don't know where the taxpayers come into this. And then. Well, that's uh, the only from, deep pocket. From a well, I understand the deep pocket thing, except. We're not responsible. It's not just we collectively have a lot of money. But you we, know that we, we, public right. employees are often indemnified and the taxpayers well, are they shouldn't involved. be. When you go at it, if, if it's in the normal course of doing your job, I understand that police have to get be indemnified, right? Because you can't have them on edge all the time wondering if they're going to get sued for the actions they have to take on split-second notice. But they didn't have to do this. They didn't have to go to the bar and pass out the pictures. They did that not as a as a, one of their official duties, but as being a knucklehead. Oh, they're calling it uh, gossip. Yeah, visual yeah. gossip. Yeah. is what you go into a bar. I got on my phone. You're not you're not in a, a sheriff's deputy's role anymore. You're just another guy, and now you're well, showing off what you did at work that day. And you, you isn't got a it picture. as simple as this? You make this rule that only the official photographers are to take the pictures of these crash scenes, and if you do, we're firing you. Yeah. Plus, maybe you're going to be on the hook for, for damages. I mean, it should be that simple. Yeah. I think going forward, they're going to have to really clamp down on this. I, this is because, once in a generation something like this happens. But no. Southern California, L.A. has a lot of celebrities, so it could happen again in some form. And, and, and also, what, what are we basing this on? She, the photos have never been released on the Internet yet. Right. That's I'm, I'm, I'm sure they could any minute, right? She's never seen them. She may never see them. What we're paying for is the fear she feels. 
and the fear of the other family. Panic about what might right. happen someday. So, how much money we're going to pay for this so that's fear? That's a tough one to judge. Right? That it hasn't been realized yet, and that the rest of us had nothing to do with. I think what's going to come out of this is the money is to punish the county and the sheriff's department for not making sure that these guys don't do this. Maybe they have a policy like you respond to the crash scene, throw your phone over here first. Had, that, had this ever come up before? Leave your phone here. Um, uh, uh, no, I think because we're now in a more tech age. I, I don't know. I, well, the only thing is the one we mentioned the other day. I remember, remember somebody's daughter was killed. There was gruesome photos in a crash. Yeah. And those photos got loose. Can you imagine? Let, go back uh, to 1994. What do you think happened that year? Oh, yeah. OJ murders. The, right, yeah. Imagine if we'd had that kind of technology then. Some of those responders probably would have taken pictures of the dead bodies of Nicole and Ron Brown and Ron Goldman, I meant. And, and you know, that would have been a big case, too. But we didn't have what we have now. But the, but there were, as you recall, photos. Remember those terrible graphic oh, photos? Oh, I remember. I remember the blood Those were taken these... by the official well, photographers who yeah. were responsible for the coroner's office and, you know, the investigating LAPD, I guess. So that's what they have to clamp down on. That's what I think will come out of this, but you're right. I'm not happy that it's going to cost probably millions of dollars in penalties. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken show. There was a development in one of the big stories this summer. Remember when the Brinks tractor trailer that stopped at a rest stop uh, up north of us here in Southern California and thieves broke in and stole a whole bunch of jewelry and gemstones? That was a pretty fast. This is early on July 11th. Yeah, and he had a grapevine, right? July 11th is the same day they, they robbed and killed those people at 7-Elevens. That was a big day. Yes, that's right, near the grapevine. They stole 22 bags of jewelry from the tractor trailer and ran off. It was like it was like 2 in the morning, and and the, the Brinks guys went in to get something to eat. No. No? There has been a development. One of them went in to eat. The other one was asleep in the cab and said he heard nothing. <laughs> it's part that's, of a lawsuit that's, that's been filed by the Brink Security Company. Because what we have going on here is a dispute between the jewelers and Brinks over how much the jewelry was worth. Well, that's what confused me. Remember, we were talking about it. Yes. I couldn't believe that Brinks guys would go inside and eat. Right? Together and leave the truck unattended. It made me wonder if it was an inside, an inside job. job, right. That they just left the truck behind unattended. Oh, well, look what happened. Now, Our buddies broke in. So one guy fell asleep in the truck. The second driver was getting food inside. The other one was sitting in the truck and apparently he took a nap. Well, and then said later, <laughs> I didn't hear a thing. But the <laughs> thieves fell. got into the back and stole 22 bags of jewelry and ran. He fell into a deep sleep. And there's no alarm? Yeah. How I, did they open it up? Didn't they say it was open or was easily opened? I forget the the detail of that. I, I think, oh, yeah, I guess. They didn't make any noise. See, I don't know. That sounds suspicious still to me. So Brink says in their lawsuit filing that the pickup manifest signed by the jewelry said that we had about $8.7 million dollars worth of jewelry, but the jewelers are saying, oh, no, that's $100 million worth. So there's a big disparity, and that's why we have these lawsuits, over the value of the jewelry stolen. The security company says, oh, they under-declared under the items because it would have been very expensive to transport them. By the way, if you don't remember, they were, they were transporting them from one jewelry show to another. 
Mm-hmm. These are these are these were for events. So it was one in San Francisco, and they were bringing the jewels down you know, to the L.A. region for another jewelry show. I, I could see skipping on the insurance premium because it's so expensive, especially if you're just driving, you know, one ride from the San Jose area, right? And they were going yeah, to Pasadena, that's where they were, right, right. And they were coming down. And they ended up in Lebec. That's where this happened. Seventy-five but, miles north of downtown. But I mean, I, if if the Owners of the jewelry are claiming it's worth a hundred million dollars or whatever they're saying. Then why uh, you can't you can't ask for a hundred million if you only paid for eight million dollars worth of insurance? And I think Brinks is in trouble because this is one of their employees well, who apparently was asleep on the job. Yeah, you can't have a guy. But fall he says asleep. that was per Department of Transportation regulations. I guess you're allowed to take a nap break. Uh, Twenty seven yeah, minutes. It, it can't be Brink's regulations to have the guy napping while the other guy is getting, getting a meal. Food. Right. No one's All right? that, keeping that, an eye on the rig and that, that's right. That somebody has to stay awake. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Ah, look who's here. Oh, thanks, man. No, uh, I think he's talking to me, oh, Tom. Oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> My whole I mean, life. I'm excited to see both of you. <laughs> I uh, bet. There you go. Nice, nice save. I'll tell you a quick Brink story. I, um, it's at the Bike Casino in downtown L.A., and every Monday they go pick up the cash for the weekend. This happened many decades ago. Big surprise, a casino story. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and so the guy goes in at 2 o'clock from the Brinks truck. He says, hey, we're here to pick up uh, all the money. And he says, you guys were here an hour ago. We gave oh, it to no. you. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a strong caper. 480000 or something like that. Wow. Was that you that was there? No, man. That's a solid so, caper. So they brought their own trucks and Be- uniforms? Yep, the whole run. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's worth it to rent that uh, Brinks truck. You know what? It's worth it to it, it's worth it, it. To, to concentrate, you know, spend yeah. a month trying to sure. you know, break something down right. instead of just running in to get a piece of pizza from 7-Eleven. Yeah. You know? So you're, you're saying it's a good caper. Yeah. My dad always said, "Look, if you're going to commit crime, I, you know, I don't mind, but you got to retire on it, man. You got to, you can't pull the heist. You, you can only do that shot. once. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And the next week, you swing around the Brinks truck. You're going, uh, not again, guy. We think we got you. You don't make spring trucks guys really nervous. Is when you walk by the guy who's in the car and you look at your watch. Oh my God. It makes them crazy. You stare and they look at watch. You stare at them. Okay, three fifteen. I got oh. it. Oh, it makes them crazy. Uh, Steve Gregory's coming on to talk about that stupid bridge. That Sixth Street bridge is in the." news again yeah and i uh, and then i'm uh, i don't know we'll do something before 10 <laughs> mark you got anything i don't no. i just kind of ride the horse I in the direction it's running the horse. oh there's yeah. that griffith park break and the cars are being broken into griffith park oh, oh all right let's okay. get some callers that, that, to get their that, favorite brink stories <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's two things you got that's a good yeah. idea mark, there's, stuff, right. there's stuff occurring to him well, all the time the, let me have the list yeah. of crap. you're working hard tonight mark yeah. you better Sounds like give me the list you didn't do the stuff you didn't do here here you can give them a pile take that and we did some of that we didn't do some did you do this the what? Vanessa Bryant story? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Sorry, did you do the um, oh Griffith Park? I right? did that. We're gonna go through all of this. Oh in my one god! Second. Did you do the uh, Manson's uh, penis picture to all passengers on the plane? No, Charles Manson? No, no, a, a man. Oh, a man sent. Sent. oh no, Manson's yeah. penis picture. Yes, we did. Oh, that. you did. Yeah, yeah. Right. I like the Manson penis uh, said, picture more. So I, it's like, well, we missed something. That's more there. intriguing. Yeah. Manson's penis on the plane. All right, uh, Conway. Hey, dog. And we'll do that gone. again. What the hell? Let's get out of here. Man's penis. All right, let's K- go. KFI AM six. Yeah, no, it's KFI KMSD HD two Los Angeles Orange County live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.